Hi there, and welcome to Hiking the Highlands, a podcast dedicated to all things fun and fascinating about the trails in our region of southwestern Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Josh Byers. Throughout this series, we'll be exploring not only the great outdoors, but the people connected to the pathways in the Laurel Highlands. So lace up your hiking boots, and let's go. Hi there, and welcome back to Hiking the Highlands. I'm on what is probably considered Cambria County's most famous hiking attraction, the Ghost Town Trail. And I'm joined by Cambria County Conservation and Recreation Authority Program Director, Caitlin Lusk. How are you doing? I'm well, how are you, Josh? I'm doing well. So glad we were able to get out on, you know, a really mild weather day, although there's a fresh coating of snow on the trail. There's a lot of footprints though too, so it's always reassuring to see that on a day like this. The sun is shining. Absolutely, yeah. We we started from the uh, the Evansburg Trailhead, which is located beside the Young People's Community Center here in Evansburg Borough, uh, and we're heading towards Nanny Glow, right? That is correct. Okay. All right. I've hiked a little bit of this section before. Um, last, I think it was last summer. The, the Cambria County Chamber had a like after hours event and I, I came out and walked it with them. And then I've actually hiked the opposite way, ending at Evansburg during uh, the Glowstown Trail Challenge of, I think 2019. I think it was 19 yeah. that you were here for that, yes. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was exhausting, but a lot of fun. Now I only did, I think, eight miles or something yeah yeah okay yep, yep. that was the 12k challenge it's about seven and a half miles coming from nanny glow and ending in evansburg oh wow okay so that is one of three events that we actually host that day for the challenge so the challenge kind of holds true to its name for those that may not know the ghost town trail from end to end begins in blair's well not blairsville but blacklick mm -hmm. close to blairsville um at mile zero and it and, currently ends at Evansburg. Right, and that's Blacklick with a space, not Blacklick Township correct. that's nearby. <laughs> yes, correct. It, I, I learned that shortly after, you know. But um, so it, it is 32 miles in length. Okay. The original corridor here. And it, it challenges folks to get out. They start at 7 a.m. over in Blacklick and they walk the entire way to Evansburg. And what's really cool about that is we will get a lot of competitive runners some crazy enough to say use that 32 <laughs> miles as a training run yes for a longer ultra marathon which this is an ultra marathon by the way okay anything over 26.2 is an ultra jeez so we have a lot of folks that even walk and we like to joke and say crawl this ultra marathon <laughs> because it, it will go on until about 8 30 p.m that day right you still have people showing up like at the we end do. All yeah the way up. yeah it's a very long day but it is such a gratifying feeling you know just to see somebody accomplish that i mean it, it's quite a feat and what also makes it so challenging is the fact that they're actually going uphill the entire way yeah it, you absolutely cannot see it but there is a grade there and that's the only grade. direction that it goes <laughs> so this this was a an old rail line right that is correct so the grade is pretty it, it's it's funny because you don't realize it right no uh, and because I actually, I remember biking apart from Vittendale to Dilltown. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, this is, you know, not too bad until we came back. 
Yes, you always feel it on the way back. We try to forewarn people whenever they're inquiring about the trail. First time users, first time visitors, you know, always be sure to give yourself extra time to come back. Just, it, it is a little more challenging. Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> so when the, when did the Ghost Town Trail get established? Um, 1994. Okay, I thought it was it, early, early yeah, 90s. Yeah, yep. No, we, we had a big 25th anniversary celebration a couple of years ago. And the original trail was actually only from Dilltown to Nanny Glow. Oh. Yes, so over time, we have added on to it. And believe it or not, it's still growing. Seems like a never-ending process, but <laughs> well, it's that's a the lot best of fun. part, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's connecting communities, preserving history. So, but like I said, it currently stands at 32 miles end wow. to end. But we are also working on a 32-mile loop. Now that loop is the CNI Trail Extension. Okay, I remember talking to Cliff about, about this a little bit. Yes. Yes, and there are different segments. The Rexus Branch was the first one that was established. Mm -hmm. That was shortly after the original 12 miles from Dilltown to Nanny Glow was established. Okay. okay. So, and then again, we just pieced on since then. We are five and a half miles away from completing it. Oh, wow. And whenever it's complete, it'll be the first continuous loop of rail trail in Eastern U.S. history. That is fantastic it's to hear. It's very exciting. Right? <laughs> but we are actually going to be constructing another, it's about three miles of the CNI Trail Extension this um, this year. Okay. okay. And I know we're, we're coming up on part of an extension here, right? About, yes. what, a mile, mile and a half it's out from Evansburg? It's about a mile and a half out from Evansburg. Yep, right after the 219 underpass, you'll see the big mural. Mm -hmm. The trail forks. So if you continue straight at that point, you'll be going toward Black Lake. Mm -hmm. But if you turn right, you're on the extension. Okay. So, and th that piece there, it's a two-mile segment. That's the most recent addition that we've done mm -hmm. to the CNI. So from the end of that, it's at Beulah Road. That's where we're actually building the other three this year. Okay. And, and I know that uh, there's some history with the name of the trail, right? It's, it's named after the actual the ghost towns that were along the railroad line. It is as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I, I, that's one thing that I always questioned whenever I started here. How did it get its name? What is the meaning? <laughs> and I was told Lori LaFontaine, she's, we call her the mother of the trail. Okay. <laughs> she was one of the pushers who just kept putting up the fight, making sure things were getting done. Mm -hmm. And because of her, and a, don't get me wrong, there were a dozen or so other <laughs> I know it was a Candy big community helpers, push, yeah. Yes, yes, but Lori is kind of the face of this trail in our eyes. Okay. So, but she she told me Ghost Town Trail just as simple as that there were so many booming coal mining communities oh. around here and with the railroad and then once that kind of went, everything fell. Right. So. I think a good comparison of that um, is, is Route 53 that goes from Johnstown up towards the northern part of the county. Yes. And you have, you know, you have Portage, and then Lily, and then mm -hmm. Crescent, and mm -hmm. then Gallitzin. Yep. But, oh, we're getting in some really crunchy ice here. <laughs> but yeah, so you have the, a town like that, or a town system like that, which was similar to this. The only difference being these towns were smaller and didn't last. That, that's right, yes. Okay, and, and speaking of, um, well, more, more crunchy ice here. Uh, we, we we just had a random snowfall in March, and from what I understand, more coming on Saturday or Friday into Saturday. I saw that, yes. <laughs> but, Time for cross-country skiers. Right? <laughs> Which yes. is a new addition to the, the Ghost Town Trail. Yeah, it absolutely is. 
So um, back in 2017, our organization partnered with the Young People's Community Center, the YPCC, mm -hmm. which like you mentioned is in Evansburg right at our trailhead. Partnered with them, applied for a grant to get bicycles. Those are now used in a rental program, so it's great for folks that may not own one, mm -hmm. great for people that may not have a bike rack or a way to transport their bike if they're traveling from afar. I know whenever I'm traveling with my family, the last thing I want to do is worry about taking my bikes. So we have a pretty successful bike rental program going on down there. Mm -hmm. I, I started talking to Dirk, he's um, the, the recreation director over at the YPCC. Mm -hmm. We had decided to try to write for another grant to fund some cross-country skis through the Community Foundation for the Alleghenies and explained what the program would be used for. It's a great way to encourage folks to come out and use the trail all seasons. I've heard that cross-country skiing is a great form of exercise. Oh, it is a total body workout. <laughs> you feel it after, I promise. I believe Especially it. if you're new at it. It's something that I had tried out once a couple years ago. And then whenever we brought the program in this year, because obviously we were awarded the grant. Mm -hmm. So we started up the rental program, got all of our equipment. It's been fantastic. The day that I decided to go out, I actually got to introduce myself to the first renters of the program. So that was really exciting. Um, they had one friend who was pretty seasoned with cross-country skiing, so she kind of gave them the lowdown. Mm -hmm. And I made sure to listen because I had a feeling I might be teaching others. Have you ever cross-country skied before this rental program? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I did just a couple of times. I, I borrowed a pair from a friend just to try out in a field behind my old house, actually. <laughs> so n nothing ever on a rail trail. However, um, we do have a pair at home. I just personally don't have boots my size. You know, it's something that I need to do. But it's great having it here because, again, it's accessible. Mm -hmm. You can pick your skis up. You can drive. There are over a dozen trailheads on the Ghost Town Trail. Take them anywhere. Oh, you know, wow. just borrow them for the day. So there, there's so much to see. I guess there there are a dozen. Okay. Because I'm, I'm thinking, you said that. I was like, is there really? And well, then, the Ghost Town Trail system, to yes. be specific. Because, again, we have the 32-mile main stem and then our extension. Right. But, I mean, so. there's it's like every community that it passes through has a, a trail head. Yes. So that's so nice. It makes it so accessible. It, that, that was the goal. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure that it's accessible for everybody. People in different communities have you know, minor roadways that they might have to get through, whether it be driving or walking. We want to make it as safe, as accommodating as possible. I know, I've, I've hiked, I think everything from Evansburg to Indiana. I think I've hiked all, not all at once, but I've <laughs> hiked them in say. sections. <laughs> okay, got it. I've hiked it all in sections, well, yeah, yeah, until Indiana, because that's, I, I've <laughs> attempted the Dilltown Trail section heading towards, you know, heading west. Yes. And the few times I've tried, it always ends up raining. Oh, no. <laughs> or I make it like an, uh, a mile out and it starts getting dark. And I'm yeah. like, all right, I got to turn around again. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Jilltown, um, I don't know if you knew this, but we were talking about when the trail had started and everything. Mm -hmm. um, Dillweed Bed and Breakfast opened just before the trail was even built. And they opened because they heard a trail was coming. I did not know that. So, <laughs> wow. They are such a great partner of ours. We love that they've been around and everything that they do for the community. They are nearly constantly booked. You know, with people oh, coming in to, to visit the trail, they've got that wonderful trailside shop. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to justify everything, but they are a prime example of how trails can be great for economic development. Absolutely. And there's you know? actually, um, I know. 
heading where we are in Nanny Glow, a sub shop, sandwich shop, just yes. opened up yes. right along the Ghost Town Trail. Yes. And I, from what I understand, I think it's called the One One Stop, one stop Sandwich Shop. Yeah. And it was because of the trail users. Yes, yes. And I will tell you, anytime that I'm biking through here with friends or family, it is so nice to have a place to eat right there. Yeah, I know that's, that's so interesting. And something that I wish more people understood is just the economy boost mm -hmm. that trails can bring. Absolutely. Because there is, <laughs> there is uh, I don't know what the right word is, a, a great following for trails, any yes. kind of trails. Yes. And people will travel from all over the country just to try out a trail if it has a good reputation. No, absolutely, absolutely. And um, I'm, I'm not pinpointing this back to, you know, the beginning of the pandemic or anything, but we did see based on trail counters, that um, I believe Dilltown, Indiana County, by mm -hmm. the way, maintains that section there because that is in Indiana County. So we have a cooperative relationship with Indiana County Parks and Trails. Mm -hmm. So they handle the Indiana County side of the ghost town. We handle Cambria. Mm -hmm. But um, based on their trail counters in Dilltown, there was a 200% increase in trail usage at the beginning of the pandemic. Jeez. So it is showing, you know, that more people are accessing our outdoor recreation assets mm -hmm. you know that they're always open they're free yep. which is fantastic yep. you know so. and, and how how much better could you get here i mean it's uh you know it's it's a beautiful sunny day it's right around well i guess it's still early march i was gonna say mid but <laughs> it's early march you know and it, it's just fantastic being out here you know you can see the houses that border the trail we have passed i don't know how many birds coming back for the spring that are, are roaming here and there and mm -hmm. I, I've seen tons of other animal life on the trail before. It's, it's just such a good refreshing activity. Oh absolutely it's very invigorating it's very good not only for physical but also your mental health. Mm -hmm. So, And I think that's what we saw a lot with trail usage increasing during the pandemic was people were going stir crazy inside yes. and what's the best way to get out and still social distance? No, absolutely. Hit a trail. Yep. I also always love watching the little water features along the trails. <laughs> there are a lot of those around here. A majority of the trail will um, parallel the Blacklick Creek as well. So um, as, as we're slowly but surely approaching this fork in the trail, how the CNI Trail and the Ghost Town sit, they're actually on opposite sides of the Blacklick Creek. So for oh. maybe about a five mile section, you can see one trail from the other. Oh, there which goes is a kind the first one I've seen this year. <laughs> I came out of hibernation. I know. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. I, ha I have <laughs> that, that kind of attention span sometimes. No, I, I understand. And again, it's, it's just so strange to see a day this nice and be able to be out on the trail and see all the animals <laughs> coming out. I get it. I know, one thing I noticed while we were hiking here, speaking of animals, mm -hmm. is that there, it seems like there's a lot of dog prints here. Like people use this a lot to walk their dogs. Absolutely. Uh, trail, I'll be honest, is my favorite place to walk my dog. Oh, yeah? um, you don't have to worry about traffic. <laughs> um, the, there's ample room that you can kind of keep away from others, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we do get a lot of folks out here with their dogs. I've, we haven't had any issues or anything, but one thing that we always try to remind our trail users 
is to keep your dog on a six-foot leash. Yeah. Obviously, Pennsylvania state law for safety reasons. Your dog may be friendly, but somebody on the trail may not be comfortable with the dog. Yep. yep. And cleaning up after them. Oh, that's so That's important. always appreciated. <laughs> so tell me, how did you get involved with uh, the rec authority here in the county? Whenever I started with them, that was back in 2018. Okay. So my previous experience, I was the um, outreach specialist for REI Co-op, that's Recreational Equipment Incorporated. Mm -hmm. um, they're based out of Seattle, Washington, but they have stores all through the United States. We do not have one in this area. I believe the closest one is still in Pittsburgh. I know, it's devastating for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, for those that may not know what it is, it's basically an outdoor outfitter. Yep. You know, they do everything from teaching classes on kayaking and bicycle repair to selling you everything you need to go camping. Yep. You know, so... Um, and anything in between, rock Absolutely. climbing, cross-country skiing, yes. like just anything you could ever want. And that's why it, they it hurts. They have it all. <laughs> it hurts they to know all, yes. <laughs> they're so yes. far away. Absolutely. <laughs> because we have a distribution center in and Bedford in County. In Bedford, and that is where I work, yes. So my outreach was mostly in Bedford County. We reached out, though, to areas like Blair, Somerset, mm -hmm. Cambria, just because we knew a store was not available. So though we couldn't open our doors for people to buy equipment, they had me to kind of share REI's mission, their values. We did stewardship projects everywhere from Earth Day cleanups. We did um, bicycle events, different things like that. So I had a lot of experience with that. However, my family, we used to live in Blair County, mm -hmm. moved to Cambria. Okay. Um, probably, I should know how long I've lived here. <laughs> 20, 2017 maybe, but um, the drive was not fun yeah so um i had actually met cliff through working at rei just again as a nonprofit partner we did a lot of donations a lot of work with people right trying oh. to see what their needs were promoting their events things like that mm -hmm. and i heard that there was a position opening it just seemed like a no-brainer yeah. i already knew about the organization i knew about their mission i loved being outside and making a difference <laughs> in my community yep so it just it really worked out. It's got to be the, the best job in the world, right? Uh, it's like you get to be I outside hiking brag, all the time. <laughs> but yes, I, I am very blessed. I will never deny that. I know this is this is fantastic. Just knowing that you can, you know, you get to explore trails. I know you guys trailblaze every oh, now and again. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. And th that is a lot of fun. Um, our one of our most recent endeavors we have completed a two-mile connection to get the CNI extension. Again, that's off of the Ghost Town Trailer Loop. Mm -hmm. A two-mile section that will lead you directly to Dumond Lake County Park. Right. And the trailblazing efforts of that, that's what made me think of this. <laughs> it, it, it's insane because obviously that is not a trail corridor. That right. was not a rail line that would connect in there. They, I think there was like a little footpath, right, from locals. And that was, that was it. You know? Yes, yes. So we, we did our best to work with landowners to get easements to go through the properties. And this, this is crazy to say and hard to believe still, but um, the entire trail was essentially donated. Really? It was built by volunteers. That's so cool. It, it's incredible, you know, to see how the community can see such a vision like that and be so passionate about it to volunteer their time, their equipment, mm -hmm. all those things. But it, it's a really great asset. It's great to be able to connect our trail users to Duman, 
for the sake of fishing, right. camping, general recreation. Right, and so if anybody doesn't know here, Duman Lake Park is owned by Cambria County. Yes, it and is the only county-owned park, so. Really? Yeah. So, yes. you know, it, and like uh, Caitlin just said, it has all of these amenities. I've actually, I've camped there before. It's fantastic. I know it gets a lot of attention in the summertime, but in using trails like this, if people want to hike for long periods of time, if they say want to do the full 32 miles, yes. it's so important to have safe areas that they can kind of, you know, shoot off from and, and camp for a little while. Or maybe, maybe they don't want to do the whole thing. They want to just do uh, a weekend trip, you know? I'm running out of breath here. Whew. <laughs> the snow makes it harder to walk. It's always a little harder on the body. I, I, I'm feeling you. So thank you for giving me a break from talking. No problem. It. That's, it, well, it's like walking through sand. Yes. It's, it's yes. so, it's not as hard as it seems, but it's also not easy. Well, as we get further out, I'm seeing less footprints. So that's making it a little more cumbersome for us. We have to blaze the trail now. I thought that was so weird. It, like the, the path from Evansburg to the underpass with High Street was so like trampled down and, and that's a pretty popular spot for folks to walk yeah. though i mean if you're coming from downtown say you live in evansburg mm -hmm. it's a nice little walk to get down that's there that's true so, you can do yeah. a big loop absolutely yeah apparently we're close to a road with a, a coal truck uh, that is 219 we are slowly approaching the 219 ah, underpass okay. i think you guys are working on are you working on an overpass or an underpass connection i can't remember going over 22, Route 22. Oh, okay. So that is not our personal project. However, we have been part of committees that are pushing for that. Mm -hmm. So um, the bridge over 22. Long story short, there are obviously many trails west of us leading to Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. This bridge that will safely get pedestrians and cyclists over Route 22, which I, I can't say I've ever met someone that is willing to try to cross that by foot or bike <laughs> but um this bridge them. is the only thing stopping us from having the ghost town trail connected to Pittsburgh wow so it was I, I I honestly don't know how many years it's been a long battle I know there was a point where they were talking about using a culvert to go under yeah, it but they, it was it floods too much whenever it, it's yes, heavy and, rain and could you imagine how costly that is yeah. I mean building trail is not cheap let alone bridges and culverts <laughs> or underpasses what have you so but they finally received approval to proceed with this okay so and who, who is that? Who's working on this? I I know Indiana County is heavily involved in that. Okay. But again, just knowing that Triple CRA is not a direct. Right, you, you know, guys wait, are kind of attached peripherally. Exactly. So we're really looking forward to that, though. But because um, again, to be able to connect to Pittsburgh, that's just part of another great trail network. Right. The Ghost Town Trail, all of our trails actually are part of many networks, believe it or not. And it, it's really cool to see how these different communities can connect. So if you want to go bikepacking and do, say, a thousand miles, mm -hmm. you're crazy and you like to ride a lot. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot There are for people me. out there. Yes, there are. I'm married to one of them. <laughs> so, but um, I, I know we're part of the I Heart Trails Coalition. They go everywhere. Erie, Virginia, Ohio, the ghost town is involved in that. Okay. The 9-11 Memorial Trail. All three of our trails may potentially be connected to that. I was going to bring that up, but I couldn't remember if that's how that worked or not. <laughs> well, I do know that the Path of the Flood and Jim Mayer are part of that. There are two options for how to 
go um, on th this area here. It's either going to be through Portage another way or here using the ghost town if we can finish the Salt Lake Trail. Mm -hmm. that, that's a whole long story. Again, that's something that Cliff's kind of spearheading, mm -hmm. but there is possibility. Okay. But we do know that two out of three of them are going to be part of that. But I think, in my unprofessional opinion, uh, <laughs> I think it would make sense connecting, so the Jim Mayer Rivers Walk Trail goes through downtown Johnstown. That is correct. It goes from Riverside over to Sandy Vale yes. uh, Memorial yes. Gardens. and they have a little trail there as well, which it kind of extends onto, which right. is really great. And then from there, you can walk through the city, through um, Woodvale, and uh -huh. get onto the Path the of the Flood of Trail, the flood. Yes. which will take you all the way out to um, Ehrenfeld. Yes. And then from there, I know there's work to try and connect that to the uh, the site of the 1889 um, flood the dam. The breast of the dam, yes. yes we and are then... actively working on that as well, actually. We're going to be putting out an RFP soon for bids on the construction. We're looking at a couple different options, different ways that we can get the trail from where it ends at Steinman Ribbon in South Fork mm -hmm. over to the breast of the dam. But once that is complete, we are going to raise our hands and have a big cheer because <laughs> then the path of the flood is done. Yeah. You know, the whole purpose of that trail was to give trail users the experience, you know. To literally follow exactly. the floodwaters. Exactly. So it, it's been a really great effort. We work with the National Park Service for that because obviously they own the piece of land, you know, where the rest of the dam is. Mm -hmm. And also the Staple Bend Tunnel. Yes. So. Which, so the, the rest of the dam, the old rest of the dam. Yes. Is in the little area of St. Michael. Okay, yeah. And so from there, like I said, in my unprofessional opinion, <laughs> it would just make sense to travel up Route 53 somehow through yes. Wilmore, through Portage, yes. through Lily, and uh -huh. into Crescent. And that's what they're talking about, okay. yes. So if they do that, then the ghost town would not be part of that, you know. But that doesn't mean there's no option for connection in the future. Right, because you could, honestly, you could probably figure out a loop to connect all of that up and then connect to the, the ghost town because... Well, if you go into Wilmore, and I can't remember the name of the route, but I know it connects you straight up to Evansburg. You come out uh, by the Dunkin' Donuts yes. on Route 22, yes. which then <laughs> could take you right to the Ghost Town Trail where we started. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> and again, there are a lot of roadways that we can use. Um, a lot of the trail networks in Johnstown may even use that. Like we have our Johnstown Urban Connectivity Plan, mm -hmm. trying to get folks from point A to B. The, the trails, that is. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you can't put a trail in a city, you know? Yeah. I mean, let, let's you just be try, honest. But... On, on the roadways, that is, that I'm talking about, you know? We have trails in the city, but... Um, so, we, we need to share the road pathways. Mm -hmm. So, whether that be bike lanes or... Yeah, let's, get, let's go on the extension here. We're, we're just now have going... Have you been on this yet? I haven't. That's Wonderful. what I said about let's it. let's go. <laughs> so, we, we just got under the 219... Uh, the Route 219 underpass, and now we're hitting the CNI extension, which uh, this sign here says is two miles. <laughs> yes, it, it definitely is. And again, at the end of this two miles is where we're adding on that three miles, hopefully this summer. Okay. Um, one thing kind of leading up to that, though, I just got the final confirmation from a property owner as I was driving here to meet you. But we are having a trail cleanup okay. on the section that we're going to be constructing. Um, I, I cannot give a physical address because of the location. Mm -hmm. there, there is no designated address yet because it's not considered a trailhead yet. Okay. However, I do have coordinates. I have a flyer ready. It'll probably be posted as soon as I get back from our walk. Okay. I'm so excited to get this out. And where but, can people um, find that? 
Um, they can find it on our website, which is cambriaconservationrecreation.com, also on our Facebook. And I will be getting together a media press release awesome. to send out to our local media. And speaking of your, your website, I think, which I think is so interesting, is that there are maps and and coordinates for every trailhead listed. Yes, yes. We try to be as detailed and precise as we can. Um, one thing that we'd eventually like to do is get some sort of an interactive map. Mm -hmm. I will be honest, I've talked to people that have made those. It's a little beyond my ability. Um, <laughs> so, but it, it's something that we'd like to get here eventually. Mm -hmm. um, we're working on trying to get a website together specifically for the Ghost Town Trail. Oh, that'll be um, neat. Yes. Whenever people, let's say, Google that, search for it on the web the first thing that comes up is indiana county so even if they want to come to evansburg a lot of folks are directed that way Interesting. So, yes yes i don't know if it's just the amount of clicks that come on or the fact that they had information before us i don't know <laughs> but um anyway so we're, we we have agreed with ed patterson who's over with indiana county parks and trails mm -hmm. to adopt I, th I believe it's ghosttowntrail.com and once we get this developed, it'll be just a one-stop shop for everything. It'll explain to folks, you know, should you need this, you need to contact this person. Here are the amenities in this well, section of the trail. that'll be awesome. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it, but it's kind of a huge undertaking, you know, getting all of that together. But we're hoping to have that up sometime in the near future. Okay. So I got distracted there for a second. I saw the the I, the eye beams with the rail attached to them going on either side. I don't know if there was maybe a gate here at one point. It looks like that might have been it. Okay. Yeah. You don't yeah. you don't see uh, yellow paint in the woods very often. No, that's what, no, you don't. what caught my attention. No. <laughs> it, well, that's one cool thing about this trail too. There is a lot of the railroad history that we've tried to preserve. Some of the signs, I know there's a big W up here, which was for whistle, oh. you know? So, I mean, it, it's a little further up. We will get to it here eventually. But um, we've tried to leave a couple of those up, you know, just to kind of give that experience. Nice. Yeah, I think, uh, so, so the C&I extension was part of the rail line. Yes, this okay. is the C&I rail line. Okay, okay, that's yes. what I thought. I, I gotta, I gotta, you know, remind myself here and there. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. It, it, it's a lot to remember, so. <laughs> well, like we talked about earlier, there's just so much history connected to the Ghost Town Trail. And I know that's something I have seen further out, you know, the, the Vittendale way that there are actually still some old foundations, some old pieces of mine equipment that are left along yes. the trail side. Yes. yes. One, yes. one that comes to mind is, uh, oh, it was basically a giant vent and I've it was, seen photos yes. of that, Josh, but I have not gone out to personally really? see that. Normally if I'm biking through there, I'm booking it. So <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, the only time I got to it was in, in the spring, it was actually right about now, uh, probably five years ago, four or five years ago. And you have to dig through like the brush and everything. But I mean, it's just this giant metal monstrosity mm -hmm. that looks like a giant turbine. Yep. And from what I was told, it was to circulate air through the mining system yes. that was there. And I think it's located uh, in between Vittendale and, and uh, Dilltown, if mm -hmm. I remember correctly. Yep. I can't remember if it's, I think that's what it is. I think it's down just past the trailhead on Weirham Road. Okay, yep. I think it, so. I've heard it's around about that area. Yeah. And um, great comment about the history and everything. I do just want to say for anybody here listening that might take interest to the history, um, Ed Patterson 
again, who's over with Indiana County Parks and Trails. Mm -hmm. Huge history buff. He's been with the trail since day one alongside Lori LaFontaine. Okay. He actually has a little pamphlet that is available on their website. I do not have it memorized. I apologize. But if you search for Indiana County Parks and Trails, you'll get it. It's called the Ghost Town Guidebook. Okay. You can also contact them at their office. Their phone number should be online. He will mail you one. Oh, nice. It is definitely worth looking at. I'm going to have to check that out. I've yes. never seen that before. Yes. Oh, it, it's fantastic. There's so much. It tells about um, the railroad, the coal mining, the furnaces, mm-hmm. different things like that. There was a great flood that destroyed a lot of the communities. So, yeah, definitely worth looking into. I completely forgot about the furnaces, which is one of the biggest attractions for oh, the Ghost Town Trail. Oh, we see so many photos with those. <laughs> yes. Because there's... Yes. The one that's still intact, it's it's the Eliza Furnace. Yes. Uh, it's on, uh, it's in at the bottom of, of it Vittendale. It is right there. at the Vittendale Trailhead. I keep yes. going back to that one because that's where my wife's from. So I keep, no, no, <laughs> we've no, hiked that section a lot. You're good, you're good. Well, and that's actually about the county line area too. Right. So for anybody that's been to the Vittendale Trailhead, there is a nice little restroom facility there. There, it is very uh, nice. On, on the one side of it, we have a sign that says Pennsylvania's Trail of the Year. Um, I, I don't think we brought this up. You were we talking about yet. how um, the Ghost Town Trail is one of Cambria County's true gems. Um, we must agree because in 2020, <laughs> of all years, <laughs> and mind you, this announcement was made pre-COVID, yes. so I don't know if that's a sign, like, <laughs> come here for your relief, you know. But um, in early 2020, DCNR has a Trails Advisory Committee mm-hmm that will analyze different trails in the state. And I apologize if I'm incorrect on this, but I believe that we have over 13,000 miles of trails just in Pennsylvania. Wow. Pennsylvania is the leading state with number of trails. That's so cool. Yes. So, but the Ghost Town Trail was named Pennsylvania's 2020 Trail of the Year. So there are a couple perks that come with that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the name rights. Yeah. <laughs> you get to advertise all that. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's fantastic. But um, we did get that sign, again, just to kind of commemorate. This is the trail of the year. Mm-hmm. So we put it right at the county line so you can go see it there. But um, with that, we did get a small grant as well, which was very helpful. We were able to purchase a few hundred helmets to do some helmet giveaways just to kind of promote safe trail use for the youth and adults in the area but yeah that was such a big year for us (laughs) that's so great to hear and i know it's a it's a really nice feather in your hat you know absolutely absolutely and then um i know heading towards indiana Uh there's another uh there's another furnace or it's it's partial furnace i think yes it's just past the underpass with is that route 422 no it's 56 it is 56 down that way yes and it'll be on the left yes which i think could make a great little camping area but (laughs) it would it would yes it's a little rocky but it's very flat there yeah and speaking of camping we do not actively have any campsites that are along the trail corridor. Mm-hmm. I know that's a big thing. It's been a big question from trail users for a long time. So we kind of direct them to the doughy bed and breakfast nearby, mm-hmm. um, B&Bs, hotels, what have you. But again, having that connection to Duman now opens up access to camping. Right. And the corridor that we're still awaiting 
to get funding for this last five and a half miles. Like I said, three miles is funded, it's golden. So I guess the last two and a half miles, it goes right beside the Nanny Glow Park and Pool, which has oh. camping. Ah, okay. So that will be perfect. And I know that um, the Indiana County folks are working on a bony pile reclamation project right now, similar to what we've done. You may have talked to Cliff about this over at Steinman and Ehrenfeld. Mm -hmm. But they are doing something similar and then looking at potentially adding campsites to that location. So that will sit right there and that'll and be down. so awesome. Yes. And and correct me if I'm wrong here, it's not that it's not that camping is illegal off of the Ghost Town Trail. No. It just has never been done before. But you guys have kind of adjusted now where it's not um like people can do it if they want. If you want to hike 10 miles and, and yes. you know set up a very non-destructive, non-invasive campsite well, on the yes, side, yes. it's okay. Well, I, I can say that I can speak on behalf of Cambria County. Right, you know, just because, Cambria yes, County. Just Cambria County. <laughs> we are comfortable with folks just kind of open tent on the side of the trail because we do typically own, you know, so many feet on either side. So you should have safe space to camp. Mm -hmm. However, we do politely ask that folks at least give us a heads up. Yeah. Because <laughs> the last thing we need is 4 a.m. phone calls. Hey, I'm doing my night run and somebody's camping out here, you know. <laughs> so it, it's just kind of nice to have that heads up. Yeah. Which and is very common with any kind of camping absolutely, practice. Absolutely, yeah. We, we do have a lot of people that reach out to us about yeah. doing that. Yeah, which I think is, is really nice, especially with... Uh, you know how long the ghost town trail is getting here with yes. these extensions being yes. added on um, you know being able to do 10 15 miles set up a campsite mm -hmm. and then do another I don't know maybe you just turn around and go back no absolutely and again with making all these connections you can make it a week-long journey for some I mean oh that would be so cool the opportunities are endless when I think I have to add, add the disclaimer when I say campsite <laughs> I mean <laughs> super low-key you know you're not you're not pulling up um uh coolers full of beer and food i'm talking a pop tent maybe a small campfire though that's not recommended you should get a camp stove yep. uh, and then you take everything with you when you leave the whole premise being leave no trace Absolutely. right you should be able to when you walk away from that campsite it should look like nobody was even there absolutely that is right. So, and again, we're hoping with the addition of campsites that we might be able to offer restroom facilities at some point. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, a lot of that depends on water access. Yeah. And I'll be honest, that's one thing that we really wish we could improve with is water access along the trail, whether it be water fountains, what have you. Yeah. But the addition of a water line, I don't even want to know what the cost of that is, but <laughs> well, I, was gonna say, I will say that's that's what stops us from doing that. We do get a lot yeah. of questions. It's expensive to run line. It, it really is. <laughs> so um, that, that's something, unfortunately, we may not be able to do now. However, again, there are plenty of stops. If you're out here for a nice long walk or a bike ride, just stock up ahead of time. Mm -hmm. The YPCC back in Evansburg, they offered a variety of drinks, little snack foods. Same with Dilly Bed and Breakfast, all these locations in Nanny Glow. You don't only have the sandwich shop, but there is also Al's Pizza right. around the corner. Well, oh, the Shop pizza. and Save is just up the road shop from there. Shop and Save is up the road. I know oh. that there are two bar restaurants that sit on either side of the trail in Nanny Glow as well. Right, that's uh, Hometown and Heroes. Uh, Heroes and I... 
Oh my goodness. Almost home. That's what Almost it's called. Almost home. I was like, you got home, I was right? so yes. close. Yes, yes, because yes. we have stopped there before. But um, yeah, so th there are options. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not going to starve out here. No, and I know, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we there there's a lot of a lot of waterways along the trail. Not safe to drink. No, <laughs> don't, no, no, no. Don't no, no. go into those creeks. No, no, please do not unless you have a very good water feature. So. so where are we coming up here? It looks like a road crossing. I do not recall the name of this road, I'll be honest. I had to tag it once for our ribbon cutting. <laughs> this is considered a trailhead. We call this the Revlock Trailhead. We don't okay. use the road name. But um if you follow up this road here to the right, you see this hill that curves over to yeah. the left. That is the town of Revlock. Oh. So if you're ever on 422 and you see the big sign, welcome yes. to Revlock, that's where you're at. Okay. So, but yeah, and then as we continue down here, it's a little over a mile. Then we get to the end of the CNI extension right now. That's the Beulah access point. Okay. So from there, you'll be able to see where we're building next. Okay, let's, let's go. All right, so this Revlock trailhead, I see there's a, a recycling center in front of us. And mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, uh, maybe a garage. Some there's a nice bridge. Well, I don't oh, know what I, I'm. I should, I should have pointed this out. So right here, as you approach the Revlock Trailhead, mm -hmm. as you were coming from Evansburg, yeah, this little road here. You want to take it to the left. There's a gravel path that takes you up, and then you're on the Ghost Town Trail again. So How I guess in the we world? probably could have done that little loop. That's something that we built. That's not technically a real bed. <laughs> it is gravel like you see in your driveway. Okay. You know, but um, So it's a it's a connection. Yes. That way somebody can create a little bit of a shorter loop. It would be around three, three and a quarter miles. Okay. So yeah, if they start in Evansburg, they can just do a short little loop there. That's something else that we're trying to do is create all these little mini loops. Right. For folks that may not want to go out and do like the full 32 mile loop or yeah. what have you. Plus so. it makes it so nice. I know I uh, it's not preferable. I'll do in and out trails, yeah. you know, but it gets, uh, I don't know, my attention span is short whenever I have to, you know, pick a spot and go, all right, I guess I'm going to turn around now and just yes. head out. No, I, <laughs> so I hear loops you. are so it's, nice. It's, it's so much nicer to have just a one direction kind of thing because you have no option to opt out early. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to commit to yeah. it. So <laughs> that's, I love the Laurel Highlands hiking trail. Oh yes. And I've done it many times. Oh, well, okay. I, ha I haven't done the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've hiked from the sewer trailhead in Got it. a whole bunch of times. Yeah. But I always have to pick a spot and go, all right, I guess I'm going to turn around now. <laughs> yes. At least it's, it's downhill the way back, isn't it? I'm trying yes. to think of what yes, the sewer, it is. is that Yeah, the... because when you go from, from the sewer trailhead off of uh, Route 56. Th that's the end of the trail, correct? Yes. Okay, because yeah. I did that just last year with a friend. And I think like once we got just past the top, I was like, okay, at least it's all downhill. We yes. can handle that. So. That's because when you go west from mm -hmm. that trailhead, yes. it is, you're climbing the mountain. Yes, it's yeah. rough. It's rough. <laughs> it's I've, I've done a couple hill. sections over there. <laughs> Yeah, Ohio Pile, that's crazy. That was my first backpacking experience. I'll really? never forget it. Yeah. That, that was, it's a beautiful trail, mm -hmm. but I was not prepared. I was not used to carrying a backpack on my pack. It was brutal, but I survived. Yeah. And I still go backpacking to this day. So, I mean. That is but, one thing I want to do. Like one, one of the bucket list items for me is I want to hike all 70 miles of the Laurel Highlands. Well, I know a great trail that you can train on. Yeah. <laughs> and I know a great day you can do it, the Ghost Town Trail Challenge. We actually had a participant the last two years who was using this kind of as a training. He carried his backpack with him and also his, I believe it was carbon fiber ukulele. And he played was music that Owen? for folks. Owen, yes. I, I remember <laughs> Owen. I talked to Owen. Yes, Owen. So he's a gem. Yes, but he, um, he was 
hiking to raise awareness of polio. Mm-hmm. And one of his goals was to go and hike the Appalachian Trail. Yep. So he kind of just used this as a little training for himself. And what's nice about doing the challenge is we have aid stations about every four to six miles. We feed you, we make sure you're not dehydrated. <laughs> we have folks on bicycles that are yep. going out checking on you. So I remember uh, when I did it four years ago or so, or well, I guess three years, I don't know. It's been a while. Anyway, um, <laughs> I stopped at one of those aid stations and you don't realize how delicious uh, um, fruit snacks are. <laughs> Until you're seven miles into an eight-mile trip. I've seen people drool over their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I mean, we feed them well at the end, and we're actually changing things a bit this year. Um, our aid stations typically have things like chips, pretzels, mm-hmm. gummies, candies, things like that. And then we always serve pizza at the end. But we're getting some food trucks this year. Nice. And a coffee vendor. Oh. I'll tell you what, that's one thing that I am impressed by and excited about in Cambria County is the amount of food trucks that are popping up over oh, the last yes. five years. Yes. So when is the Ghost Town Trail Challenge this year? Well, the Ghost Town Trail Challenge is pretty predictable with its date <laughs> because of the endurance aspect of it, wanting to maximize your daylight because um, it is promoted as sunrise to mm-hmm. sunset. It's always the weekend that is either on or closest to the summer solstice. Oh, that's Which neat. always seems to happen around Father's Day, so <laughs> that, that's another easy way to remember. So this year the date would be Saturday, um, June 18th. Not September. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> June 18th, okay. Yes, June 18th, yep. And um, I will say, this is going to be the seventh year of the challenge. It has grown tremendously. We've even had international participation, wow. which is pretty wild. Yeah. But um, it, it, it's just, it's always growing, you know, and I'm so looking forward to it. No, is that something that existed prior to you coming to? Yes. Okay. Yes. So my position was created. Um, I should probably know this, but I wasn't here. I'm guessing <laughs> either 2015 or 16, around about that time frame. Okay. Because the trail series started in 2016. I gotcha. Yes. So I came on board in 2018 to present the third annual. <laughs> so I missed out on the first two years. But like I said, we we had, I think it was from 2018 to 2019, our numbers literally doubled in participation. Seriously? Yes. I'm sure that's partly because of the amazing rewards you get. Yeah, well. <laughs> I know the year I did it, I got this amazing, this really neat little wooden carved ghost well, medallion. the first year that we did them. They yes. are the woodallions. I yes. love that thing. Yes. And then I got a, a growler for uh, a free beer fill yep. from yep. Uh, Coal Country Brewing, yes. I think, in Evansburg. Yes, yes. So, um, we're... And a shirt, of course. Yes, of course. We, we try to spoil you guys as much as we can. <laughs> now, um, last year, things were a little different just because um, with COVID and a lot of the restrictions, mm-hmm. like you had mentioned with um, the free beer, Yeah. a lot of the breweries were put down to, I, I want to say, 25 people max for capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, they had to be sitting with food, you know. Yeah, there were, there were a lot yes. of restrictions. Yes. Well, we see about 300 people plus for this event. Yeah. We didn't know what kind of an impact that would put on the typical foot traffic going into places like Cool Country mm-hmm. or Country Garden Six Pack. We've worked with oh, them as well. Yep, yep. Right next door. Yeah. So um, we had to 
forego the idea of doing the beer growlers last year. Understandable. Yes, yes. So, but um, we ended up getting these really neat little um, bottle openers. They were custom made oh. by Tackett's General Store, actually, out at Glendale. So, I was just going to say, where the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, so if anyone's ever been out to Glendale Lake. Which is at the northernmost part of the, con or yes, the county. Yes, Principal it's in State Park. Yep. There's a little shop that has go-karts, and they okay. do go-kart repair. He actually also does a lot of metalworking stuff, plasma cutting and what have you. Okay. So um, there was also, I think it was 2020 because it was the fifth year of the Ghost Town Trail Challenge. <clears throat> That's when we first established our relationship with Tackett's. They had made us, you were commenting about your little Maybe ghost medallion, yeah. they made us metal plasma cut I remember ghost seeing metals. those things, yeah. They were massive, <laughs> but they look really great if you hang it on the wall. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, so we try to get a little creative. I will say that's my favorite part about the the branding of the ghost town trail is just the cute little ghost. Oh, we love it. I love it. We or love her. It. I don't know. Well, they? <laughs> I guess. It's hard to tell. Yeah. But, um, so, well, speaking of the ghost and being used for different things, we do have other events mm -hmm. on the Ghost Town Trail. We started one last year, the Trinisky Ghost Town Trail is on. Okay. So, um. I remember seeing that. Yes, yes. I did not participate. <laughs> no, 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 that's good, that's good. Um, Tom Trinisky had this grand idea of having a marathon on the Ghost Town Trail. Mm -hmm. As many know, the Jonestown Marathon was a big thing, kind of went to an end. Um, so we haven't had a marathon in Cambria County for some time. Mm -hmm. So considering you can easily do 26.2 miles on this trail system, yep. <laughs> we came up with a course where people start in Evansburg. They take this section that we're actually walking right now okay. up to Beulah, they turn around, and then they follow the trail down to Vintondale. They turn onto the CNI well, the Rexus branch there, the CNI Trail, mm -hmm. and then they'll take the extension to go to Duman. Duman Lake County Park is the perfect place to end a race. Yeah, it makes sense. Plenty of room, nice big pavilion, good food, good company. We had music. Yeah. So, but in addition to that, we also offered a 15 mile, which I think turned into a 25k. Sorry for that <laughs> extra half a mile, and also a 5k option. Mm -hmm. But what's really exciting is one of our presenting sponsors last year. Floral Medical Solutions mm -hmm. offered to increase their donation amount this year if we can add an Athletes with Disabilities division. Oh, that's We're awesome. We're calling this our AWD division. That's so cool. Boy, have I been busy with that. Um, <laughs> it, it's really important to make sure that you are fully in compliance with everything. Yeah. That you understand the different kind of devices and equipment that folks are going to be using. Mm -hmm. So I am happy to say... We will have something probably on our registration page next week. We are meeting tomorrow to go over all the guidelines <laughs> just to make sure everything's to the T. We know what we're doing, mm -hmm. but our 5k will be open to all AWDs, just no motorized devices okay. of any kind. So a oh. uh, racing chair, hand cycle, your everyday chair, that's fine. Folks with prosthetics, if they want to run with crutches, that's great. You yeah. know, they will have their own division where they will also be eligible for top three prizes for each distance. Okay. So we have that. And then we also are able to open up for the marathon in the 15. However, because of the trail, again, that was built by volunteers to Duman, mm -hmm. a little three quarter mile section of that is single track. 
So single track is Laurel Highlands Trail. Right. You know, you got roots, rocks, yep. one person can fit. It is not safe for a wheelchair. So we had to restrict that only to those that can travel either by foot. So those that are visually impaired, amputees, what have you, they can participate in that division for the longer distances mm -hmm. or hand cycles okay. because they're a little more rugged mm -hmm. and can handle those kind of terrains. That makes sense. So, oh, it sounds like it, you guys stay pretty busy all year oh, long. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> I, I would like to say winter is an off season, but it's not. <laughs> it's starting to become more busy than the summers because of all the planning. I mean, a lot of the events that we do, those are two of four, mind you. We do four races. And um, I want to share another one that we're talking about with you. Mm -hmm. I can't say it's a race. It's more an event, but okay. you'll get the wordplay on it. It's fun. But um, so much goes into those. You have to make sure that if you are utilizing ro um, roadways, like we do for the Path of the Flood Historic Races, you're getting the proper permits. That takes time. Yes. You know, um, we have to worry about securing sponsors. Mm -hmm. Different things like that to kind of help offset the costs because all of our races benefit the trails. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I can just throw out real quickly is we can get all the grants in the world to build trails because mm -hmm. it's trendy, you know, to build trails. Yeah, super popular happy, right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big thing. People want to see trails. Guess how many grants exist to maintain them? <laughs> Not many. None. <laughs> oh, really? None. Oh, jeez. Yeah, there are some smaller grant sources where if you have like a major washout, and you know it's going to cost twelve thousand dollars to repair. If you get awarded, of course, because it's always you can super maybe competitive. Fix that. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. But we do not want a washout to be obstructing our trail any longer than it needs to. Mm -hmm. You know, we want it fixed right away. I know that um, the, the the maintenance person for the Ghost Town Trail in Cambria County. I think is it Bruce. 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 Yeah. I know that he works his butt off. <laughs> he is our one part-time maintenance <laughs> coordinator. Yes. Yep. One part-time for over 50 miles of trail in Cambria Jeez. County. He is a superhero. So, but yeah, but anyway, so th th there's no money for maintenance, you mm -hmm. know? Um, we have a general fund, which we can use, you know, to contribute to some of the gas and everything that we need. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure you've seen these excellent gas prices lately. <laughs> Sarcasm I intended. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Gas is always you must drive an electric car. <laughs> but um, it, it's going to be very expensive for us to mow the trails this year, <laughs> you know. And it's important to keep the sides of the trails mowed mm -hmm. so you don't have pests coming in. I mean, the last thing I want is to be walking and have a family of snakes jump out, you know. <laughs> Granted, you will. You wouldn't see like that. You would have all been timid, you know. But still, I will say that's I mean, one thing ticks, that's kind of ticks, nice. Oh, ticks. Yeah. Man, ticks have been just such an issue over the last... Oh my goodness. I mean, they've always been an issue, but the last, I think, five or six years, I know that's been a serious problem oh, with being outside. Yes. And they they stick around longer than they used to, and they come out earlier than they used to. Oh, yes. Oh. So, but, so th these races, again, benefiting right. the trails, they go to the Friends of the Trails program, which is the purpose of my job. Right. You know? So, and um, people can can just donate to the Friends of the Trails, they right? They absolutely can, yes. Because, again, every dollar goes back to the trails. And you can decide if you want it to go to a specific trail. Mm -hmm. That's great. We have separate buckets for that. But um, the purpose of this 
this program is basically to beautify, enhance, and expand the trails. So, for example, what we're walking on now, mm -hmm. we received a grant to fund, but it wasn't quite enough. So <laughs> Never friends, is, is it? <laughs> so the Friends of the Trails program was able to offset some of those costs. Because it, it's surprisingly expensive to build trails. You oh wouldn't think goodness. it would be, but it's it's not exactly cheap. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I can't remember the exact figure, but it is upwards of, well, I, I want to say in 2019, it was around $1,500 per mile to maintain. Oh. However, to build, we are currently looking around 100 a mile. It's not cheap. No, no, <laughs> no. it's not. <laughs> so again, that's where the grants come and help for those, you know, but it, the maintenance. Yeah. Add up, you know, $1,500 a mile, yep. 50 some miles of trail, <laughs> it's not easy. No. And with, so, with just one Bruce? Yes. <laughs> like I said, he's a superhero. Nope. So, but um, yeah, so we, we, we accept donations. Um, we don't have many benches on this part here, but there are memorial benches mm -hmm. that we sell. We sell them just a little bit above cost, partially so that we can have a little bit to go toward the trails, but also for maintenance because there is, I guess you could say a warranty. You yeah. know, if you get a yeah. wooden bench, a board breaks, it's covered for 10 years, we'll buy you a new board. Okay. Somebody spray paints it, we'll replace it. Yeah. And then our metal benches have a lifetime warranty on them. Okay. So. And if somebody wanted to donate to the Friends of the Trails, how could they do that? They could do that um, by looking on our website, cambriaconservationrecreation.com. There is a Friends of the Trails section on there. Nice. You can either print off the form and mail it in with a check, mm -hmm. or you can just do it there online using PayPal. Nice. So. But yeah, we, we also have our memorial benches on there. However, I must add that we have postponed that program for a little bit. Um, a lot of the benches that we were getting all seemed to kind of be in concentrated areas. Ah. <laughs> I, I am fully supportive of the idea of memorializing a loved one yeah. in this manner. I think it's fantastic, especially when that individual had such a deep connection to the trails and these communities. But um, we were getting a little overrun <laughs> in some areas. So we are actually going to, once all the snow melts, hopefully, meet with a landscape architect to pinpoint different areas along the trails mm -hmm. where we can do, I guess you could call like a little mini parklet. Um, okay, like an offshoot here that has, uh, you know, a, a nice benches. memorial. Yeah. 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 So that we're going to have designated areas for the benches, but we're also looking at doing bricks where people oh. can engrave a brick, mm -hmm. have it added into the lining around the wall. But like you said, there's always something going on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it, we're, we're doing our best to accommodate all of our community and our visitors' needs. Mm -hmm. um, and just through this program, there's, there's a lot of different things that we offer. That's so great to hear. It seems like we're coming up to the end of the trail. That is the end of the trail for now, <laughs> yeah. Mean, it is, it's literally a sign. That... <laughs> yep, ju just in case. <laughs> We have had folks try to proceed down the steep hill there because as you see, if you do walk to the end of this, beyond the end of trail sign, uh -huh. you will see it's 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 pretty pretty droppy. It, it looks like there's a, a, a road that runs at the bottom of that. This is Alley Buck Road here to our right. Oh. And as we get up here, you'll see that it connects to Beulah Road, which takes you into Nanny Glow. Okay. Yes. I've driven this road several times. I there know exactly go. where we're at. Yep. So, but once we get up here, we are going to be grading down. We'll probably have to start back around about where we are now, mm -hmm. but slowly grade it down. So probably what, like 50 yards back? Yes. 
Okay. Yes. So um, we'll be grading it down and grade down the other side as well, because as you see, you know, it's the two hills kind of touching either side of the road <laughs> yeah. right now. Nobody wants to ride their bike on that. No. <laughs> so we're going to grade it down for easier access and put a crosswalk there. Obviously, as you can see, this might be an ideal location for a bridge. But building a mile of trail is expensive. A bridge is a whole different <laughs> ballgame. So. There's already a bridge that goes over Beulah, isn't there? Yes. That's part of the, the main part of yeah. the Ghost Town Trail. Yes, yes. Yeah, the little wooden um, footbridge. Yeah. That is correct, yes. That's obviously a much shorter span, too. And I think it helps because the railroad crossing was already there. This bridge was removed. Ah. So it's, it's sometimes easier to put something together. I mean... There was a bridge well, with that we existing passed a, infrastructure. Absolutely. And, there was a bridge that we passed a little bit ago. The wooden one, if you yes, remember, yes. on this two-mile section. It shook a little bit. I was scared. <laughs> oh, well, um, it had the beams and everything. So we actually had an Eagle Scout come in, and that was his project. Oh, nice. He built the bridge. Okay. I was going to say, the wood, looked, of them. Yeah, the wood looked really new. Yes, yes. I want to say that was two, three years ago. So, But yeah, as we are now approaching Beulah Road, you will right. see why it's obviously not an ideal... Oh, come on. That's, I'm yeah, sure that's only like... It would be like... fun to ride down, but going up might be a different story. But you can see here that it goes up. I can and, see, yeah, the embankment yeah, there. Right. Just a little further than that truck right now is actually the Ghost Town Trail. So as you travel down this, maybe about a mile in, you'll have perfect sighting of the Ghost Town Trail. So will this eventually connect to the main piece again? or? Um, you can connect if you're brave enough to... Uh, well, I would actually get out at that little access area there. Yeah. Come down here, ride down Beulah Road a short distance, and you'll see that bridge right. we talked about. You can go up the hill there and access the Ghost Town Trail. But this will eventually, this is this is still kind of like one of the starting pieces of it, okay. you know. So, but um, it will take you into Nanny Glow, in which case you can then take some of the Nanny Glow roads to get on at the Nanny Glow Trailhead and go back to Evansburg wow. for a shorter loop. So, so yeah. what is the, the end game for the CNI extension? To complete it, to close that gap, you know, okay. again, so we have the first continuous loop of rail trail in right. Eastern U.S. history. And whenever I say that, it's, there's one looped rail trail in Oregon. So East of Oregon, so it'll be the I guess second that's in the entire country. Better. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, with that, um, we have one of our board members, he's really great at coming up with these little loop systems and it gives us the exact mileage. Whenever it gets nicer, one of my things I want to do is go out and ride with him, get a GPX file of it. And map it so people oh. can see you know so hopefully we're able to share that in the future that's so cool so all right caitlin well thanks so much i really appreciate you coming out and, and talking with me and guiding me through this this has been fantastic it has been thank you josh yep. that wraps up our episode of hiking the highlands for more tribune democrat podcasts visit www.tribdem.com backslash podcasts have a suggestion, want to get in touch, you can email me at jbyers at tripdem.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. My handle is journo underscore josh.